Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. I'm your man Trey Frazier. I got my brother Maestro Styles here with me. Yes, sir. And this is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Special shout out to all of our Facebook Live viewers. Make sure y'all continue to click on the like button on the Facebook page. Also, you can follow us on our social media on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hey, brother, man. What's, what's good, man? Another week. What's another, up, man? Uh, yes, sir. Another busy week. Uh, busy feeling? week, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm great, man. I'm great. Uh, you know it. Let's just get, let's, let's get into the real shit. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Let's get into it. Uh, John Gruden out as uh head coach of the las vegas raiders uh, a couple of days ago had an email surface from 10 years ago while he was doing monday night football for espn um that email consisted of racist comments towards uh demore smith who is the uh nfl players association head guy um mm-hmm. And then just uh, yesterday, uh, more stuff came out from other emails uh, dating back just, you know, a few years ago. And I think the twist in all this is, is that these emails came out of the NFL's investigation of the Washington football team with all the mess oh. that they had going on with the sexual assault. Yeah. Um, you know, not, sex- not sexual assault, but sexual harassment, harassment. Mm-hmm. you know. All that stuff that was going on with the football team, you know, on the dance night is watching everything. So all those emails were pulled from that investigation. And then, you know, moments after that was discovered, um, and this was in the New York Times as well, Wall Street Journal, you know, all these emails leaked to those sources. They released the story and NFL people confirmed it. So we can read the emails now? Uh, that I don't know. That I don't know because I haven't personally seen the emails myself. Gotcha. But it was confirmed that the emails were from John Gruden to several different NFL people, you know, around the league. And so now 
that happened. Uh, it was announced during halftime, you know, last night's game that John yeah. Gruden decided he was going to step down and resign. Uh, better for the football team and all that stuff. And um, I just found out just an hour ago that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has removed him from, from the, the Buccaneers ring of honor. And rightfully so, I have no uh, problems with that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to kick it over to you, man. Uh, your, your thoughts on all this. Uh, one time for cancel culture, bro. This is the, this is the one time. Or one of the one times R. Kelly would probably be another good example of when cancel culture uh, mm-hmm. got it right. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, man. Um, if I'm being honest about my initial thoughts, um, you know, it was you know my initial thoughts are always going to be, hey, man, he did this shit years ago. You know, wrong for certain, but you know, yeah. how do you punish? somebody for something they did over five maybe ten years ago um without questioning their current uh beliefs their current behavior those types of things um it seems with everything that you know the likes of Keyshawn and you know even with Antonio Brown you know more recently like these Mm -hmm. seem to be uh reoccurring issues or incidents that circle around John Gruden so, uh, you know, I would love to sit here and say I feel a way about, you know, I feel the way about the whole 10 years and not questioning his character now. Like, cause we don't know who he is as a man now. But these are yeah. the one, this is the one situation where it's like, you know what? Fuck him. He should be fired. Fire him. Give him all the smoke. Give him all those, uh, all the backlash and uh media press that he's getting give him every single ounce of the smoke that he's getting plus more but mm-hmm. i um i will say this and i gotta credit uh my man new to mayo on twitter because i see i saw this idea from him first and yeah. thought it was a profound idea mm-hmm. um especially circling around the whole dave Chappelle special that came out last week yeah. um so friday when it was just about when the rumor, when the uh, story came out about him just talking about, you know, Demora De Smith. Yes. We weren't talking about firing him. He didn't step down so fast, so easily. But yeah. the second, the second, the words homophobic or those com- those types of yeah. comments. Misogynist. Yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you want to resign. Now you want to resign. Now mm-hmm. is it just me or is it a conspiracy? It just it just it's just time. It it, it feels like the NFL or or whoever John Gruden, everybody involved, it mm-hmm. maybe felt like that they could shake their way out of this one if they were just talking about a black man. But once the uh, stories came out against uh, against him talking about, uh, you know, him being a homophobe or having homophobic comments, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden he, he, he a distraction to the team and all of a sudden he's going to step down. Um, and, you know, I, I hate to be the, uh, I guess, the pessimist in the situation to kind of put us in the same situation. Like, you know, like we are the the uh, still the more oppressed uh, social class, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't help since hearing that hearing that thought from somebody like, damn, it really do feel like 
Uh, they thought they was going to shake this when it was just talking about bl- a black man, but now that it's talking about uh, the LGBT LGBT community, community, the gay community. All right. Well, yeah. it's not just the gay community. That's why I try to make sure I get sure. it right. It's not just oh, that okay. community, but gotcha. um, but it seemed like once the, that community got involved, yeah, the the fire really got up under his ass. Was like, all right, let me get yep. up out of here before before it get more ugly. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know to that point, uh, LGBTQ community they they become powerful within the last few years, bruh. Like, I mean, you say anything bad about that group of people, um, your, your ass gonna get cut. It, 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 I mean, it, it just it seems it seems that way. It seems like, and I, I say I'll, I'll say it again. It seems like more so than saying something racist that. If you say something about that that community, uh, mm-hmm. you're gonna be in some hot water. Yeah, yeah. So when the news first broke about John Gruden, about the first email about the Moore Smith, I immediately said he should be fired. Um, for me, it was just no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, you can't go to NFL stadiums, you see the words end racism on the sideline and chalk around the goalpost, all, you know, stop hate, all these, all these monikers in football stadiums now. You, you you can't promote this stuff if you're the league and then not do, not fire John Gruden or, or the Raiders not, you know, make the step to say, hey, listen, we're not, not going to tolerate this. So right. just off the one email to Demora Smith, he, he should have been fired, you know, from the jump. There shouldn't have been no, we're going to investigate this. And, and quite frankly, I don't care that he wasn't in the league at the time of this email. I don't care that he was with ESPN calling Monday Night Football. But it's just that when things like this come out and there's an outcry, and it was a clear outcry from our community about this, that the NFL should have stepped in, the Raiders should have stepped in, and said, "Hey, before this thing becomes a big brouhaha, let's just let's just get rid of this guy, or at least force him, you know, to step down." But to your point, it's it seems like when it's the LGBTQ community um, and 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 even misogynist comments were in those second set of emails, something mm-hmm. about he was against females being referees in the game now and all that. He mm-hmm. was against that. Um, he was against the whole thing with Eric Reed. I think some of that came out um, when uh. he was going up against the uh, league for the CBA, when he was going up right. against the league for that. Um, right. He was against that. He, he was against uh, Michael Sam when he was drafted. And I think he had something to say about Jeff Fisher and the decision that Jeff Fisher made at the time when he was yeah. the All that Rams. came out. Yeah, all, all that came out. Wow. All, like, like specifically, wow. all that stuff came out, you know. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it, it does seem like when it's that group of people that, you know, have an issue or that group of people is offended that it's like, okay, now we got to drop the hammer now. Yeah, it's yeah, like, right. well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all should have been dropped the hammer on this. You got end racism on the end zone. You got end mm. racism around these goalposts. Like, say what you mean, NFL. So right. I, I, I kind of thought they they dropped the ball on that initially. Now, here's where 
I hope this gets messier, right? Because now the Washington football team has been trending for a couple of days now because the second set of emails came out of that investigation. And so, also um, to add context to the football team's woes, yeah. they have a trainer, a trainer, Vermillion or something like that, who was a ex-Carolina Panthers trainer, I believe. Hmm. Who okay. um who was in who was in the news about uh the same kind of sexual sexual uh harassment, same types of conversations. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean that definitely needs to be pointed out too. Yeah. But here's where I hope this thing gets messier, right? So <coughs> the Washington football team, this investigation that took place back um in the summer, sometime, summer, yeah. you know, a few months ago. And you really hadn't heard much about it, you know, like the conclusion of what their findings were. All we knew was that they they hired like private investigators to do the investigation. And, you know, I kind of looked at it like like private investigation, like what's like there's a like conflict of interest right there. When you start talking about hiring people from within to do an investigation. So we never heard the conclusion of what happened with you know what they found here i mean we knew about the cheerleaders overseas taking pictures we knew about um them holding passports to cheerleaders that wanted to leave the island early to come back to the states we knew about the play-by-play guy getting into some stuff which was why he stepped down like quickly and like got himself up out of there we, we heard a lot of things uh amongst the males within that organization at the top. I mean, Bruce Allen, that's another name that I think we need to, you know, put to the forefront because those, some of those emails was back and forth between John Gruden and Bruce Allen. Another name to throw out there, Jay Gruden, John Gruden's brother that, you know, he coached uh, the Mm -hmm. football team, you know, for a number of years, you know, while all that mess was taking place. So here's what I would ask of the NFL. Look, you hire these people, private investigators, to sort through this thing. There was really no big, you know, bomb that came of this, that concluded of this. This kind of was swept under the rug. And now that we've kind of ousted John Gruden because you're pulling from this investigation, y'all, y'all hiding something. Like like yeah. like y'all, y'all y'all know y'all slick, but y'all y'all hiding something. Y'all protecting somebody, and mm-hmm. and and if you're protecting someone like a Dan Snyder, then I'm I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Like they they got to release some of that stuff. You're talking about six hundred and fifty thousand emails, and that's a lot of emails to sift through. I understand, but you can't tell me that you're just gonna pick just John Gruden out of that group of emails and say, oh, Mm -hmm. he's the scapegoat. No, 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 no. That stuff's been going on amongst other people. It it, it has to. And if you got to put Dan Snyder on the forefront, and we've been talking about this since we in the area here, sell the football team. We've been, we've been hashtagging that for a while now, sell the damn football team. Bruh, it's, 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 it's gotta get to a point where, this has to this has to go another level. You can't just yeah. pick from that. You can't just pick from the bad at apple tree. Pick one bad apple and then say, "Oh, let's just leave the rest of the bad apples on the tree." No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to do better than that. Yeah.
y'all gonna have to come out with some more names. And you know something that they can do almost immediately? If they can start What's taking that? draft picks. They can start taking draft picks ASAP. They could. They can start taking draft picks ASAP. They could. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Because they already how got these... fined. Yeah. Who the uh, f- the football team did? The football teams did get fined. That that was right. confirmed um, as a part of the conclusion of the investigation. Right. Um, to me, that's not enough. Not not now, anyway. Not now not that we instance. know that there's some other stuff. Right. Right. Now that we know because why wasn't John Gruden right? Because why is why are we just getting the story now? And if they had sifted through, if they did that investigation with the football team, you telling me they just now realized John Gruden? They just noticing John Gruden name now? Yeah, so I, I'm with you. Um, yeah, some yeah. more punishment need to be need to be dealt out. And and you no, know, okay. Vegas need to take mm-hmm. some L. Vegas need to take some some draft pick L's too. Some fines they need to take some L's too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I, I I think the owner should take some L's on this one. Um, you, you, you can't tell me that Mark Davis had no idea about, and, and, and it's really not the email portion of this. It's John Gruden's character. It's all the things that he says to other people in the league. It's, you know, it's like what you mentioned about Keyshawn, what he said earlier. Well, I won't pretend to know his morning. character. It's, it's, I, I can only—I'm only speaking to other people's accounts, so I don't know who he is as a person. I truth am be too. Told, yeah, truth be told, mm-hmm. he might not be racist or any of these things that he that that these emails paint him out to be. But guess what? You got caught. Yeah. Right. So, right. And, so and quite you, frankly, nobody's caping for him. Nobody's caping for him at this point. Now, well, there were a couple of people I have that caped for him cape- last the other night. There yeah. was a couple of people on TV, like like Tony Dungy, you know, slightly caked for him on on the NBC no, broadcast. Wasn't no slight about it. Wasn't no and, slight about it. Yeah, he 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 caked for him, and uh, Tariko, who was doing the play by play with Gruden on ESPN at mm-hmm. the time, he caked for him also. And right. speaking of and speaking of ESPN, if I'm some of those employees, I'm I might be thinking about oh snap. I might have to check my sent box in in these emails because mm-hmm. who knows if ESPN is you know kind of doing their own internal investigation on okay who is John Gruden being you know talking to yeah. during his tenure at ESPN so right. if I'm an ESPN employee that has interacted with him I would be worried and I would be sifting through sent boxes and inboxes and all this stuff. To make sure that you know your, your your tracks is covered, right? I agree, one hundred percent. Going on to the, uh, I guess, the future of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, immediately, I mean, mm-hmm. effective immediate. Well, not effective immediately. I guess you got to let the season end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whatever. I don't know whatever affirmative action quotas they need to fill. The NFL needs to fill. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, if Eric Bieniemy need wants to come to Las Vegas, he needs to be on a magic carpet ride to Las mm-hmm. Vegas next yeah. off season mm-hmm. on a magic carpet ride because it seems like don't nobody want to hire him for whatever reason. Yeah. but he need to get the magic carpet ride to Las Vegas uh, if he if he decides he wants to be a head coach next year, or I mean, which obviously he wants to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants the Vegas right, job, right. he for certain. Needs to be on the Magic Carpet ride to Vegas, cause uh, yeah, that that 
Look, y'all been pandering in a meaning the NFL, y'all been pandering this long. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, keep it going. Give my man a job. That was just my internal thoughts, too. Um and just in thinking about who's gonna coach the Raiders moving forward, the enemy was a name that came to mind. And you know who else we gotta throw out there? Byron Left. Leftwood should be yeah. a candidate, you know, for a head yeah. coaching position. Um, Todd Bowles, even though Todd Bowles coached previously with the Jets and had an unsuccessful stint, I believe he deserves a second shot at a head coaching gig elsewhere. The Raiders would be, you know, a perfect fit for him as well. And I'm sure there's several other black assistants throughout um, the league. I know Miami's got a few black assistants on their staff. Um, there, there's quite several others um, that my name's escaping me, but um, but yeah, I, I I personally think that if you're the Raiders and you didn't sift through all this stuff and y'all been through, you know, the past few days, yeah, y'all need to just go ahead and just hire an African American coach. And you know, if it's pandering, it's pandering. Yep. We'll take the pandering this time. So so be it. So be yeah, it. We'll take it this time. We'll take we'll take mm-hmm. the we'll take the gesture this time. Yep. Especially because we believe Eric Bieniemy is going to be a good coach. We'll take it. Right. Right. And, and whoever it is, whether it's Eric Bieniemy or Byron Leftwich or whoever else, if if that person's black, then at least I know deep down inside that that guy is given a real opportunity to coach this football team, which you know is playing better football, you know, to start the season than they did last year. I know they had a couple of, you know, games in a row where they, you know, slipped. Um, the Bears game on Sunday, uh, that was clearly them not being focused because of the whole John Gruden thing. Them losing to the Bears. And not so much I losing, ain't... but the way they played, I think, yeah. was a result of what was going on with John Gruden and that whole field. And, so. and not to mention, man, they got a gay player on their football team right now. A openly gay Carl football Nassim. player on their team, yeah, on their football team right now. Yeah, I ain't gonna hold yeah. you. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't pretend like I had playoff uh, expectations for the Raiders, but obviously they were. You know, in the first couple of weeks, they were. We were looking at them like maybe they uh, had a shot. Probably the most, probably the most impressive three and O team of the three and O teams. Other teams that started time. out, yeah. Right, but uh, yep. I, I I see nothing but gloom and despair for the rest of their season. I ain't even gonna hold you. I I think this kind of I think this kind of story, this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I know they. I think I don't need know the name of the guy they brung up to be the interim. But uh, uh, John Gruden had something going with this team, and um, yeah. you know, like it or not, he had something bubbling with this team, and right. I. I right. I don't believe whoever the guy is is going to be able to carry on tradition. I think this go this goes bad for them as a football team. I think this looms over their head for the rest of the season, at least. I I disagree with you there. I think I think it's going to go two extremes, and I and I say I'll I'll half disagree with you because I do agree. I think this season can go sideways quick and in a hurry, but the other extreme could be. Maybe this team rallies around this situation and just says, hey, he's not here no more. We don't have to deal with this. We, you know, let's just focus on football. And this team might just come out like gangbusters and maybe put together 
uh, a 12 and five, you know, 11 and six kind of a season. I think it goes to extremes, though. I don't think there's no gray area. I mean, area. yeah, but, I think either yeah. they're going to come together and do, you know, and get to get to the playoffs with a, with a, a great record or they think they, they're just going to take a nosedive completely. Um, yeah, I don't see them having no remember the Titans moment when half of that team or over half of that team was black and, and didn't realize, or maybe they did, or maybe they didn't realize that yeah. John Gruden didn't really like them or, you know, but that's a lot of emotions going around knowing you played for a guy who was mm-hmm. racist, knowing in Carl Nassib's case, knowing you played for a guy who spoke that way about your uh, about your group of people, about you specifically as a yep. uh, as a gay man, um, I I I don't see that going. I mean, I don't even. Yeah, I don't see that. I'll just say I don't see that. I don't see. I don't see no no. Uh, yo, we all we got. I don't see no remember the remember the Titans moment. I see them. We fight. We fight. We fight. We fight. <laughs> because at the same time, because at the same time, bro, you gotta respect that. Um. John Gruden did have a lot to do on hands wise with X's and O's. Yeah. So them, that I X's and O's and with Derek Carr, situation yeah, is gone. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, that's gone. That's gone. I I, 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 yeah. I totally agree with that. And, John Gruden John Gruden's football pedigree, meaning only only talk about X's and O's and not who he uh who mm-hmm. he's being painted out to be as a person. Um yeah. all that shit is all that X's and O's shit, um his you know, at his experience level, that shit is out the window. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say John Gruden's days around the National Football League, front yeah. office, coach, uh, yeah. whatever, media, yeah. it, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Well, I won't say done. I'll say that he, I won't, I'll say that in seven to 10 years, maybe not even that long, he'll be able to get a, he won't work at ESPN. He won't work at any major network anymore. Yeah, he'll do like a podcast or something like that. I, but he'll definitely get on one of these low circuit, you know, one Boston of these lower or something like that. Yeah, not even. I'm, t- I'm, but I'm talking about major corporate. I'm not even necessarily talking about podcasting networks. I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, I, the in in our area we have what CSN, MS, you know those those. Uh, oh yeah, NBC Sports. I, like he'll find he'll find something like that where he can get mm-hmm. in in a couple of years. It'll be it'll be five. It'll be a while. It's gonna be a while. This, yeah, it'll be after all this boils over. But he'll. Mm-hmm. I think he'll find his way. I. I think he'll be fine. People. People. People eventually forget. Mm-hmm. And and you know and he and his football his football IQ is high and he's yeah. and he's experienced at the job. Yeah, people bring up him cutting Marquette King, the black punter, a couple yeah. of years ago because of mm-hmm. Marquette King's personality. Uh, they bring up the fact that when John Gruden got there, he sort of ruffled Khalil Mack's feathers a little bit and, yep. you know, traded him. And so there's, you know, people are bringing that stuff up, I guess, to kind of solidify, hey, you know, John Gruden. He was really racist all along. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you know, but, um, but yeah. Uh, certainly every- questionable, certainly questionable, uh, questionable moves. Specific, specific, more specifically, Khalil Mack. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm not gonna go that deep because I don't know the ins and outs of what happened specifically with with Marquette King. Um, certainly questionable. I'm not gonna go. I'm, I'm. I don't even care to go that far into the conspiracy theory because 
there were other black players on the team. <laughs> so Yeah, and like, I wasn't really trying to say there was a racial undertone to those two particular instances. I was just making the point that John Gruden came to a situation and kind of messed it up. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't trade Khalil Mack. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you find a way but, to get that brother a contract. You know what I'm saying? You say messed it up. And, and and I remember we you know me and you both were on this you know you know he fucking it up but I mean hell two weeks ago we was talking about this team in a totally different light and that maybe if they make the playoffs that we gotta give him we gotta talk about him different like we were literally well, sure. saying that two weeks ago sure. so I mean I won't say I won't say he was messing it up I mean it's for certain stupid calls in my opinion immediate. I'll say an immediate mess up because they, yeah. they struggled the first three years. I mean, well, his first year for certain he struggled. Then the second year they got off to like a six and four start. Then yeah, they crumbled. And then better. last year started off the same seven and four and then down the stretch. Better. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, he may have been, everything may have been going, going according to plan. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I digress. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so can we talk about more drama uh, with the NBA? I hate to shift uh, different sports, no, but no, uh, no, we can shift sports. Kind of, you know, for, yeah, yeah. Um, Eighteen ex NBA players um, have been charged with insurance fraud, totaling approximately forty million dollars from the league 40 million or 4 million um most of these were i saw 40 million now you saw 4 million i'm pretty because I, I mean i was looking at uh uh skip and shannon and it said 4 million 4 million okay okay i mean yeah. it, it's possible i might have got that number incorrect there but nonetheless um there were millions of dollars of claims being made by these players saying that they got certain work done uh, physically and it turned out to be false. Uh, the names that were on this list range from Darius Miles, Tony Allen, Tony Allen's wife was on this list, uh, Big Baby Davis, and I'm, I'm missing another name um, that, you know, that I know about, but mostly all these guys um, that were on this list are role players. So, um, so your your thoughts on uh, this development? Hey man, it, it, you know. In short, in short, Trey, uh, the Bama's that uh, when you do dirt, it may eventually come back around to bite your ass, and that and 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 that's that's just what this situation is. It came to bite them in the ass. Um, you know, I get maybe they don't have all the money they want. They, you know, to do the types of things and they took advantage of it, how they could take advantage of it. They saw an opportunity to come up and, you know, I get it. Niggas want to come up. But if you get caught, you you know, you get you get the smoke that come with getting caught. Um, I, I, I to go back to Skip and Shannon, I seen Shannon shop was real. Uh, passionate about uh mm-hmm. you know how this how this affects other players who really needed medical attention 
Um, yeah. You know, now they have to go through a little more strenuous uh, process to getting the medical attention they need because cats that's playing fraud and all those types of things. And um, and he had a, and he had a valid point. It's like you know you making it tough, mm-hmm. but uh, I get that other perspective too. It's like, hey, bro, like I'm fucked up, and this is a way for me to come up. If I can, I gotta save a couple of dollars. These these cats were were rich in the scheme of, or were or are rich in the scheme of, you know what me and you make, but you know lifestyle wise, they you know they weren't making monies up with the you know top guys, and you know these weren't like, uh, you know some of the more high grossing net players salary wise in the league. So, I mean, yeah. you're trying to keep up with a lifestyle then you see a way to save a couple of dollars. So you can keep up with that lifestyle better. Maybe. Um, I mean, a, a, a nigga see a come up, a nigga got that temptation to get the, you know, to get, get it or don't. Um, and, and they chose to get it and they got it and they going to get it. Whatever come, you know, they're gonna get the consequences that come with it. I don't think they're coming out of this clean, and, and and they got what's what was coming to them. They got what's coming to them for being caught. And you're right; it was four million dollars, by the way. Yeah. So that that was confirmed. I just uh, and you know was and you know was deep and you know what's even deeper than that is. All right, them cats probably was doing that trying to save money, you know, because they ain't had the bread to necessarily do it, you know, to pay for it out of pocket or however they needed to pay for it. And they would come back to them. I hope they got the money now because they definitely about to get hit with that cost plus fines at least. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So that shit all come full circle, man. So I thought about a couple things and the other names that were on the list that are recognizable uh, Shannon Brown, who mm-hmm. I think had kids with He's, Monica. Monica. I think he was married right? to Monica. Yeah, he was married, married to Monica. Monica. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So Shannon Brown and Sebastian Telfair is the other cat who already was in a world of trouble with some other stuff that was going and on. Had a, right, right. Um, so, I mean, and I hate this, and I hate to like put stereotypes on some of them names, but, uh, mm-hmm. more so, more specifically, Sebastian Telfair, but I know, yeah. I know. It's documented that Sebastian Telfair was having a difficult time when he was in the league. Um, yeah, you know, personal problems, uh, financial issues. Like, so it makes sense that a name like Sebastian Telfair would be in these type in this type of story. But like, yeah. I, it's just yeah. like I said, I get it. I mean, you know, if you ain't got it or you need to save it, um, this is a situation where it was like, all right, maybe I can get this off. Right. got caught. So, so one thing I thought about when I first read the story was how the National Football League, and I hate to switch it to the other sport, but I immediately thought about the National Football League, and here's why. Because of the situation that was going on with concussions, CTE, the fact that the NFL didn't have a particular pot of millions for ex-players who have came and gone and, you know, lived their life and have claimed. And, you know, there were a lot of um, older players, ex-NFL players saying, hey, um, the league hasn't been taking care of us um, on the backside of our, you know, of our lives. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it it, kind of pertains and it kind of goes aligned with um, how Eric Reed. He took 
I want to say six or seven ex-players' wives with him to the table when they were negotiating this current CBA, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a few months ago. And one of the things that Eric Reed wanted the women to express at the table was how difficult it is for them to caretake for their husbands who have, whether it's CTE concussions, whether it's something physical or a hip, or they can't get out of bed, they can't get off, off the couch. And, you know, these women have to quit their jobs because they got to play caretaker um, full time. And, right. you know, I, I, I think I think about things like that. Um, and I don't know how well the NBA takes care of its players after they're done playing. I, I, I don't know it all that well. But I'm just I'm just wondering for the players that got themselves into this insurance fraud thing. Like and you and you mentioned it before. These are role players who haven't been paid the biggest amount of contracts and, you know, haven't made a lot of money. So they've kind of had to, you know, play with what they were paid, you know, while trying to live a a superstar, a a superstar ish lifestyle, you know. So I I didn't have to do, by the way. I agree that I agree with 100 percent. Did they do Did some of these players get into this because it could have, it could have just been as simple as the money was just available. It was easy. Yeah. Or was it because they felt like the NBA wasn't putting out enough um, money um, for, for, to protect them, you know, life after basketball? I, I, I just mm-hmm. wonder what, what that situation is with the NBA. <clears throat> Yeah, um, one way or the other, uh, whether it, it, if the NBA is guilty of not taking care of their players after you know after their careers, um, that's mm-hmm. another that's another issue that needs to be addressed. But this ain't the way to do it, and you got caught. Definitely not the way to do it for certain. And uh, I, I guess you and gotta. They, and, Unfortunately, for those who did it for sake of survival and sake of staying healthy and not like just trying to, you know, be criminal, be a crook or, you know, trying to get over. Yep. Unfortunately, yep. for those people, mm-hmm. it's coming back. It's coming back to you tenfold. Yeah. Yeah, man. Got to feel for these families, man. And, and these kids, too, man. It's like... You know, they're getting something like this. It's, it's definitely a crapshoot. And it's either that you're going to go one way or you're going to go the other way. And, you know, it, 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 it's going to get ugly, um, you know, when it comes down to sentencing, plea deals, and, you know, things like that. Like, you know, lawyers are going to be, like, dying to get a hold of a case like this, you know, representing these players. Because, I mean, there's a lot to, you know, They're going to be taking L's. So, uh, lawyers so, going to be taking L's. Well, 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 well it, it, it depends on how much a reasonable doubt that they can, you know, add to the cases. It, it, it depends on all that. Well, I tell you, I, mean, I tell talks. you what their argument. I, mean, you and I, know. I tell you what their I tell you what their argument won't be. Their argument won't be, well, I did it because the NBA don't take care of us. That won't be. The of course argument. not. Uh, of course not. But mm. you, you, you just never know with these kinds of cases and then again these are ex-players and so 
money's going to be involved. And with money, you, you can get yourself out of, you know, things like this. Maybe lighten your sentence. Um, maybe not do as much time as what it would do you be. Think, you think somebody's doing like time? This. You think one of these players are doing time for real? I honestly do. I honestly do, and I hate to say that. I don't I think really, so. I think I, really, that, I, really I, I, to say that. I think they're gonna be. I I think they. I think every single one of them gonna get hefty fines. Okay. Best case scenario, right? Time. Best that, case yeah, scenario, for sure. For sure, scenario, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, that's what that's what I would hope for. But I I, I don't know. John, Johnny Cochran ain't coming out the grave. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> they're gonna have to get some excellent lawyers to really, you know. You know, dig deep on this one for certain. How you feel uh, about Kyrie, man? Week five in the NFL. Oh, okay. You want to go? Nah, to I want to know how you feel that. about Kyrie. I want to know how you feel about Kyrie, man. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he is essentially he is not allowed to come to the practice and play games at all, road games included. Like, yeah, isn't that right? Yep. So uh, the team came out and they said, "Look, either you're gonna play." Or you're not gonna play, even though we you're gonna get vaccinated, or you're not gonna play. Exactly. Either you know, we even though they said they respect the fact that he chose not to get vaccinated, but you know, my, my whole thing with the Kyrie situation is is that I always thought no, no matter what they do, no matter you know, when it all boils down to it, this is a, a championship caliber basketball team i mean this is the team that is favored to bring the chip home so i always thought eventually he's gonna play they're gonna figure it out even if it means that they gotta lie about his vaccination status just to get him to play that they would find a way to get him on the court you think they would play like that at barclay center do you think they would play it, it like surprise taking a vaccination because the thing about it is is that my yeah. understanding is that mm-hmm. faking vaccinations is fake vaccinations are a felony? That's my understanding. Um, <laughs> correct? You think they going that hard to get Kyrie? And, and if it is, and, and, and if it is, if, if it's a felony, then I I still wouldn't put it past people. I I, okay. I I wouldn't put it past people. Not not to say I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do, but in my mind, I'm just of the notion that he. He's going to play. He's he's eventually mm-hmm. going to say, "Okay, we're, 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 I'm going to play." Whether it means he gets the shot or whether they find a, a way to get him to find play. some kind of loophole to where he can, you know, he can play at those games at Barclays Center because and I and I and I think this is a stupid rule. I, I think you and I talked about this, you know, when they first made mm-hmm. this decision, and it's not just at Barclays Center; it's at Madison Square Garden. And it's at San Francisco where the Warriors play now that if you're the home team, all the players have to be vaccinated. But the road team that's coming from a different state can play like that to mm-hmm. me doesn't make sense to me at all. So right. it, it, it's a lot of inconsistencies where, where, where it comes to that. So um, do you think Kyrie Irving is being selfish? Yeah. Uh, in the team circles, yes, I, I think it's selfish in a team circle. Um, and, I, and I say it for this reason alone, is that 
it's it's sort of the runaround, right? Like we're 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 what we're a week away from opening, you know, tip off. The season starts next mm-hmm. week, and we're still mm-hmm. having this conversation about whether Kyrie is, is going to play the season or not. Like we've been talking about this for it feels like six to eight weeks now, and there's still been no kind of conclusion up until this point, you know, kind of giving Kyrie the ultimatum. Hey, you're going to play or you're not going to play. You're going to get the shot or you're not going to get the shot. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of been like that back and forth in that realm where I say it's, it's selfish. Now, if he's concerned about his body, he's concerned about well, clearly that's what he's concerned his about. body in terms of the shot. Right. Or, but it, but it could also be, you know, something religious. It could just be something against his, you know, his doing against his norm. Um, I, I, I can, I can respect that. If he's seriously concerned about it, then I, I think he has every God-given right to make that decision. But in team circles, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely selfish. Let's remember him and Kevin Durant came together and said, "Hey, we want to come to New York." You know, it's going to be the Knicks or it's going to be the Nets. They decided they wanted to come to Brooklyn. Like this, they they started this together, right? And to kind of see this, you know, not come to fruition because the first year, nobody played, right? You know, Kevin Durant had the Achilles. Kyrie, you know, he started the season, but he had some injuries. He ended up not playing some games. And then this past year, you know, I think there was like seven games total out of 82 where it was Harden, Durant, and Kyrie on the floor at the same time, just seven games in the regular season that they played. So, like, to me, you if you're Kyrie and you want to kind of finish this thing off, like, you know, not be selfish about it, then you you, you got to see this thing come to fruition. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I hate that term, selfish, in this situation. How is he being selfish for doing what's in his best personal interest? Um, He's not in terms of his self, you know, trying to preserve, you know, his life and things if like that. If he feels like, selfish. right. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, take it off of coronavirus for a second. If he yep. told, if, if they told him... Uh, you know, we gonna make it because uh, let's be clear about it. Yep, this is a job. Mm-hmm. This is a job. We not family. We not none of that. I get that they, you know, they work in closed quarters and all those things and yeah, all they do stuff that, away from the court and all that. Yeah, yeah. They, and they spend a lot of time together trying to build team chemistry. And I mm-hmm. and I acknowledge that those are real things. But at the end of the day, how can you be mad? As somebody for doing what's best for them, what they feel is best for them personally, and you being their employer, say I'm you're being selfish if it's not something that you have to do. What what and 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 I and I liken it to what's happening in America. This is nothing different from what's happening in America to people trying to get new jobs, whereas or or trying to stay on their job, and they say, well, it's your choice whether you're going to get uh, vaccinated or not. But if you don't get vaccinated, you can't work for us. Well, then I, well, then if, if we're talking about my livelihood, I don't really have a choice. 
Um, especially nowadays where applications are saying very uh, plainly, if you're not vaccinated, we're not hiring you. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, I think what what's what's going to end up happening with Kyrie Irving is going to end up happening with the, the majority of people in in the America, the world, for that matter. He's going to yeah. end up getting vaccinated because um, it's like, bro, what you're now telling me that I can't make my money and I can't my livelihood. What I've been working at doing for my life. Mm-hmm. I'm here now. I'm, I'm. He stands to miss what, like three hundred and forty something k a game. Every game yeah. he don't play some crazy number yeah. like that. So you yeah. telling me I got to miss out on all that money because of a personal choice that I made? Um, because y'all in a, because y'all are in a a championship run. Look, I get that y'all are in a championship run. Like y'all, this is the best chance that, that y'all gonna have to win a championship. With mm-hmm. you know KD Harden and, and uh, Kyrie, I get that. I'm not yeah. even saying that. Uh, I can't even. I'm not even saying that they don't have a right to feel a way about the way they feel because of the opportunity. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like people like Stephen A. coming out and saying selfish, as if they shouldn't look out for their self in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um. They should look out for themselves because, because God yeah. forbid, and I mean God forbid truly, because I truly understand me, maestro, unvaccinated, that there is prob there is probably going to come down. It's probably going to come down to a point in time where my livelihood is going to be questioned, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna end up having to ta- and I'm gonna end up having to take it. Mm-hmm. But that time ain't here right now, so I'm gonna go ahead and deal with it out. Way I do. And so. That's that's what I'm going to do. Like I I know like I I just got finished talking up to a family member who said if I didn't get it, they was going to fire me. I was going to lose my job. What was I going to do? Lose my job? I I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose where I live. I don't want to stop making money. So yep. it, it really came down to that. Um, it's not really a, like they're trying to make it where it's not a choice, and yeah. um, you know I'm not. If he does or doesn't, I wouldn't be mad at him either way because I understand what's at stake. Um, but man, it's a tough. I, I just don't like that term. You're being selfish for looking out for what you feel is best for you and your family. I don't like that term. I don't like selfish. Yeah, I can, I can, I can respect that though. If if we're just strictly talking about looking out for himself, looking out for his best interests, his body is physical is mental please believe Trey, yeah not I, to cut I, you I, off I can, mm-hmm. not to cut you off but please believe that the nets are going to look it whether he went the nets the owner of the nets the team however they are always going to look out for their best interest over the person mm-hmm. every single time so why is it so wrong Facts. for him to look out for him Facts. in his best interest why is that so wrong why are you calling Facts. and why is Stephen they out here to like i don't understand that like this goes beyond basketball. This goes beyond this game, dog. We're talking about right, life, right. and we're literally talking about right. life and death, and people making decisions um, based on what they feel like is going to have them live and what's going to have them die. Mm-hmm. These are the decisions that we are being forced to make. Yeah. So I don't like that he equates uh, life and death matters to being selfish when we're just talking about a job, a game. Right. Right. 
And just to kind of clarify my reasons for why I say it's selfish, I'm just talking in the context of, hey, what are you going to do, Kyrie? Either you're going to get the shot or you're not going to get the shot. Let's but I think not he's being clear a, that he's not getting the shot. Let's not make a spectacle about it. I don't sure, think, but I don't, why does it have to... Why does it have to be a spectacle about this? Like, why are we like every week? But what has Kyrie done to make about, this a spectacle? But what, what has Kyrie done, done to make? He hasn't done anything to make this a spectacle. All he said is that he's not getting vaccinated, and then the media covers it every day. He hasn't done yeah, anything. Well, good, well, good, I mean, good point. I mean, the media definitely is the driving force behind all this. Stephen A. Stephen A. is like the Stephen A. is the driver. Stephen A. talks about it every single day. It feels like every time I go Mm -hmm. to First Take Instagram, it feel like he's talking about Kyrie Irving got to go. Kyrie Irving need to stop being selfish. and all these things. And good, good point. You know what it is. You know what it is. They, 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 they they want the baby. They, they, they. The baby is they want the Lakers and the Nets. That's that. I think this is this has to do with. This is what they want. Brooklyn versus LA. And they and don't want good, nothing. And that's good for to ESPN. Interfere with that. And as it's good for ESPN as a corporation, ultimately good for Stephen A and and him making more money. But mm-hmm. that, sir, is what's really selfish. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're more concerned yeah, with sir. the Brooklyn Nets being in the finals and you having something to cover and you having something more uh more palatable, palatable. I'm not I'm saying I'm fucking the word up. More something that people are more interested in watching. Yeah, something something well, that people are more interested in you covering. You're way more interested in the Brooklyn Nets big three and covering that all year than yeah. you are the concern of him living or dying, mm-hmm. or his yeah. or his interest in living and dying. Is yeah, he's more concerned about you know going to these places where it's you know because look, capitalist would, society. Who who was in the who was in the finals? Milwaukee and Phoenix. Um, now, when you look at those two places, and I've I've never been to either one of them. Um, you know, those aren't necessarily big, you know, cities. And you know, Stephen A. has to remind us all the time that you know, L.A. is you know, L.A. is where I want to be at, or Miami is where I want to be at, or Atlanta is where I want to be at. It's like like yo. When you're talking mm-hmm. about Brooklyn Nets versus LA Lakers, then uh, LA Lakers versus Milwaukee or Milwaukee, sure. or you know, what I'm saying whoever. Even though, like, even though Milwaukee and the Lakers, that would still draw because the Lakers are there. Sure, but it wouldn't be the same as Milwaukee. I mean, as the Lakers in Brooklyn, which is the finals we've been trying to get for about three years now. So mm-hmm. it, that that is the the uh, projected money. Cash cow finals that everybody that's wants. What they, that's what, that's and, what everybody wants. And he is drawing his narrative, it feels. He's drawing mm-hmm. his narrative to uh, a sense to say that's what we need. You don't want nothing I don't to mess that Yeah, and he don't want Kyrie Irving messing that up. That's what it feels like. Even though, even though James Harden, Kevin Durant, they just bought in Paul Millsap. They bought Patty Mills in from San Antonio. Uh, they talked Lamarcus Aldridge out of retirement. 
Uh, um, Blake Griffin is back. That that team still could win the Eastern Conference. I mean, when you look at the other teams. Not the same cash cow without Kyrie, though. But not the same cash cow without Kyrie. So you think? Not so do you? So do you think people are not not going to watch the finals between Brooklyn and no. LA because Kyrie's not there? No, I'm saying that there's a bigger cat. Okay. There's a bigger opportunity for money and to generate listeners, ticks, money, clicks. I'm sorry, clicks, money, those things when Kyrie is involved because Kyrie is a big show. He's a big show. Not saying sure? that those other guys aren't. I was going to say, Kevin Durant is a show. <laughs> sure, but Kyrie Harden and Kyrie is a bigger show than Kyrie and Harden by themselves. Sure. I, I think it's, yeah, you want all three of those guys there. I'm and just that's, and, to... that's the, and that's what Stephen A. is trying to get to. Because right. Kyrie Irving is more likely to make a big play than everybody else not named James Harden and Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. We know no, what you do like highlights. It's highlights. It's those types of things. Right. But that, but that, but connect that but connect connect the highlights to the dollars generated, I guess is where I'm trying to Okay. Make the you connection. Get, when you when you have when you have okay, let, let me break this down. You are your metrics metrics, meaning clicks. You ES if you think for a second that ESPN doesn't generate money from getting clicks and being and having avid when they for instance I, I give you a very simple a very simple breakdown yeah when you do IGTV when you, when famous people or high follower account people on IGTV do uh, I mean I Instagram do IGTVs yeah do you notice that now when you go there they give you an ad before they give you a, the actual video yeah I've noticed that ESPN ESPN gets gets a cut of that mm-hmm. Uh, when you talking about um, when you talk about Kyrie who cro- Kyrie crossed up such and such and scored thirty five, you know what I'm saying? That's not to say that they don't care about when Kevin Durant right. and James Harden does it, but it's just another opportunity for a Brooklyn Net to have mm-hmm. a big game. You got three legitimate superstars on that team. It's gonna it's going to generate. People going to your uh, to your platforms, whether it be the ESPN, mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and right. that's where they, and they the more eyes you get on ads. I mean, mm-hmm. we know this game. This I mean, we're on a low level of playing this game because we don't make that. Obviously, we don't get the the viewership or right. the the traffic. But you know, what I'm saying we we've, we've made money from ads. Okay. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying that yeah. we've made money from ads. So we we know that. If we can, if we talk about, if we're constantly talking about like Kyrie scored thirty five, and we could do two segments on Kyrie based on the night he had the night before, mm-hmm. and we're interested in Kyrie, the uh, consumer, yeah, then we got eyes on first take. That's a metric. Now we they take that metric to ads. Now we can say, hey, we want this, or hey, we we'll, we're we're gonna get this. It works. It, it it's, it's a money yeah. game. It's yeah. a money game. Metrics, cre- metrics create uh, revenue. And now with these highlights, um, there's something out there now where you can actually have ownership of a highlight. And not only that, you can actually sell that highlight, um, you know, and get a return on it, too. I forget the name of what this thing NFTs, is about. But, NFTs, but I don't think yep. um, but I don't NFTs, think that's what yep. it, I don't think that's. 
I don't think that's necessarily what ESPN is trying to do, but I'm but but my point is is mm-hmm. that um it's more enticing conversation when you're talking about Kyrie Tuesday night, mm-hmm. James Harden Wednesday night, and then Kevin Durant on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get what I'm and saying. I, and, and I and I think the one thing that that's missing from all that too is is that no Kyrie, you don't get the storyline of it's Kyrie versus LeBron. They played together. Um, you know, that whole story, they played together in Cleveland and won the championship. Like, so you would missing Kyrie, you would miss that storyline of the finals. Kyrie is going to consistently be a money generating story. If you're ESPN, if you're these big uh, sports outlets, Kyrie mm-hmm. is going to consistently be a big story, a big ticket of generating a traffic generating story. Yeah. Um, that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, sure. I would, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. He's a traffic mm-hmm. generating story and he's mm-hmm. going to consistently be so that, so I feel like to kind of circle back to my point, uh, as long as Kyrie Irving is a high, high traffic generating story, Stephen A is going to talk about it. And it's the reason mm-hmm. why this is a big story. Um, it just is. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Ben Simmons showed up in Philly last night at the Sixers preseason game. Um, everybody knows that story. Um, Simmons talked about not coming back, not reporting to Sixers camp, uh, the training facility, not coming there. They've been talking about, okay, can we make a trade work here? Can we try to get CJ McCollum out of Portland in a trade? Can we talk about even a Kyrie Irving? Like that's been, you know, talked about as well, where the Nets and the the Sixers wouldn't make a trade. By the way, the Sixers, I already saw the story. Sixers saying we are not interested in Kyrie Irving, by the way. Okay. So then you have that. And so now Simmons, he's back. I think he played last night. I don't know what stats, but um, he got in the he game. He did play? I believe he, he did play. Yeah. Okay. I believe he played. Someone okay. can, you know, correct me on that, but I believe You know, he played, I don't watch but, preseason. I, yeah. No, I, well, this highlights came on. So I, I, I saw him in his jersey. I'll just say that. I saw him in his okay. jersey on the court. But, um, okay. so yeah, so it, it, it appears and 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 and, and you were right because I, I remember we had this conversation uh, when they got knocked out by the Hawks in the playoffs. That um, I was of the notion that there, there was just no way with the performance he had in that particular series that he was coming back to Philly off of that. And there was some traction about trades, and you know there was something brewing, but it appears that. He's going to be a sixer this season for now. Yep. Anyway, for now, yeah. for, for now, we'll, we'll, we'll yep. see what happens, you know, moving forward. Maybe if, you know, this continues in terms of his, you know, his play and not still being able well, to. Well, it seems like he don't want to be there. It, I mean, it's, I don't, it seems like it's clear he don't want to be there, but yeah. Right. Um, I mean, there's money invested at this point. Like, you know, it's, that's not, even if he don't want to be there, it's not like a situation where they could just be like, "Oh, all right, you know, this ain't a, you know, this ain't a, a lower level or mid level contract. This is a, one of the big right. boy contracts. You ain't about to just push him out." But of not there. just that, not just that. He didn't have he didn't have trade value. 
he was coming off of a series where he didn't want to touch the ball in the fourth quarter for like three or four games. Like that there was no trade value. You think I mean, he had only, no trade value? I, I think, think he had only, trade value if he was willing to take a pay cut. I think the only legitimate spot he could have went to was Golden State. I think that was the only fit for him. Otherwise, you talking about basketball way. fit or money or, or basketball fit? I'm talking. Fit? I'm talking about. Ba- I'm talking about basketball fit. Oh nah, Ben Simmons could play more places than the Golden State Warriors. He just can't be. A, he just can't be looked at as a guy who has to shoot the ball. He could play. He could play almost anywhere. Anywhere that that's not lacking a a a score, a, a wing scorer or a guard scorer, he could play. Mm. His role places, would just how be. How many places is that though? Uh, Golden State being one, the Blazers being another team. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm just, I mean, just freestyle. I mean, the Blazers don't need him to shoot the ball. Just defend. They can literally just have him. They literally can just have him defend. And kind of, I guess, in like a in a in a over glorified. Uh, name me a two guard that don't score. Thibodeau when he went, you know. I mean, obviously, Ben Simmons is a better scorer than Cephalosha was. But, I was going to say, Tony um, Allen, when he was in the league. Yeah, yeah. He like, he could, yeah. You, telling me he, you mean you telling me Ben Simmons couldn't play in Memphis? Uh, with that yeah, attitude? With the, I good, mean, with that, with that team attitude? Yeah, yeah but, I mean, but he's not going to play point guard, obviously. He's going to play sure. forward. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell. I mean, hell. It, maybe not... Maybe, you telling me he couldn't play for the Pistons? Mm. <laughs> Even though that team still wouldn't be good, they would. They would. That team still wouldn't be good. That team still wouldn't be good. But yeah. they would sell tick. They would sell a little more tickets because Ben Simmons is a a a still a big name. Yeah. Um. Regardless of his play, he's still a big name in the league. Right. Um. Yeah. He he could play for. He could play for plenty of teams. And he, and either way. No matter who they traded with, it was just going to have to work on both sides. I mean, we know what Philly would have been looking for in a Ben Simmons trade. They're looking for a guy that can shoot. And there might be two or three different places where they can get a guy that can, you know, that can shoot. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, but like I said, he's in, he's in Philadelphia. um, And unless they are able to bring in a shooter, another shooter, um, I hate to say it, they they're gonna be doing much of the same. Uh, they they're obviously are still a playoff team. They're obviously mm-hmm. one of the better teams in the East. You know, top four of the East. But yeah, I mean, as far as championships, nah. Unless he unless, unless he unless he starts shooting, I mean, look, man, I see it all the time on Instagram, or at least when it was popular, I see it all the time on Instagram. Where oh look, Ben Simmons shooting. Ain't nothing wrong mm-hmm. with his shot. He just don't yeah. want to be in Philly. So I see that. I see that a lot. So I mean, maybe, maybe they can work something out. I guess. Maybe. 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 I, I just got one more uh, basketball point before we go into the football. Uh, Bradley Beal. Um, while we were talking about Kyrie and the vaccine decision and all that, uh, Brad Beal had come out and said that he's not, you know, getting vaccinated. And it's not as big of a story because he plays in D.C., which is not, you know, putting that ban on players that are unvaccinated. So um, and so there you have that. 
and Stephen A ain't covering it. <laughs> you upset at Stephen no, A tonight, boy. I'm not a. I just I disagree. I, I vehemently disagree with him on this one. I don't like the term selfish. Yeah. It's not that he don't make some valid points about what's going on, but mm. selfish, selfish. Mm. Right. Looking out right. for the team interest over your own personal interest? Come on, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that's your life and death is not to be compared to that. Come on, bro. And quite frankly, what would Stephen A have to cover with, with Bradley Beal? Like, there's really no juice there. I don't know. There's nothing, there's nothing there. He can, he can play know. at Capital One Arena. <laughs> Kyrie okay. Irving can't play at the Barclays Center if. Both yeah. guys are unvaccinated, so there's really no, right. there's nothing there okay. with Bradley Beal. That's true too. Yeah, that's true too. So, You're right. Uh, week five in the NFL. Uh, where, 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 where you want to start at, man? I know where I want to start, but uh, I guess my team ain't the biggest story. Um, I, I guess, I guess for me, the biggest story, uh, and I can't even really say for me, but, um. The, the the narrative that the Chiefs have been exposed is the narrative that is going around in NFL circles as, since uh, last Sunday's loss to the Buffalo Bills, where you yep. would have to admit that they were handily beat by the Buffalo Bills uh, 38-20. Style-wise, um, yes. Yep. I, yeah, no, they were on all phases. They were beat by the Buffalo Bills, in my yeah, opinion. No, I, I'm agreeing game. with you when I say okay. In terms of style and the style that they beat them, yeah, it was we, a, it we, was we, we it was an ass whipping. It was an ass yeah. whipping. I mean, thirty eight yep. twenty don't really tell this entire story. It was an ass whipping. Um, I'll say this: um, for those who feel like the Chiefs still aren't, uh, I mean, look, man. If you if you if you're telling me that the Chiefs aren't the number one contender to go to the Super Bowl, okay, I wouldn't argue with you there. Mm-hmm. But to act like it, the the to act like the race ain't still between the Chiefs, Buffalo, and Baltimore after this loss, it's like nah. I mean nah. I mean I I, I be honest with you, man. The mm-hmm. ass whipping that they got, and it was an ass whipping. Um, I do believe some of that some of that energy, some of that vigor. Had a lot to do with that AFC Championship game. It had to, right? It, you know, at least yeah. you got the feeling watching it. And I watched the game. I watched the first half yeah. before they got in that delay. And at that, I point, believe I, I watched the entire game. Watch that you did. You stayed up for that? I believe I watched it, the entire game. Man, it was about ten forty-five. They were saying, "Yeah, we gonna get you know kicking off." At like ten thirty, I was like, eight, eight, while that delay was going on, I watched. I went. I went ahead and watched BMF real quick. I went ahead and watched BMF on Stars while the delay was going on. Yeah. By the time I got out of BMF on Stars, um, the game was back on. Yeah, I was not about to stay up to watch the rest of that, but but I'll admit though. But it was ass whipping. So I mean, you ain't really I, missed nothing. It was more the same happened in the second and, half. And, and, and I was gonna get to that because I thought the delay was going to be that momentum changer that was going to get the Chiefs, you know, back, back in the football game. I, I, yeah. I, I really thought that. That's why I was like, Dad, like, I don't want to miss the game, but ain't no way I'm staying up for this. But to me, this whole narrative about, you know, 
anointing the Bills, or not so much anointing the Bills, but the Chiefs, you but know, being the Chiefs because they thrown in the Chiefs. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't buy that narrative so much. Um, and 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 maybe I, I take it a little personal because when Lamar beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago, the narrative was, oh, Lamar finally beat Patrick Mahomes. Like that's you know that's been this narrative for like two, three years now that, oh, he's got to beat Mahomes, he's got to beat Mahomes, whatever. But Josh Allen, who at that point on Sunday hadn't beat Mahomes yet either, mm-hmm. I think he was 0-2, hadn't mm-hmm. beat Mahomes. But they beat Kansas City in the style that they do, which I understand is different than the way we beat them. We had to come back. We had to come back and beat them in the Chiefs kind of messed up on their own for us to seal the victory. But it's, it's, it's so funny how with two different teams, two different quarterbacks, that the narrative is so different when it comes to beating a particular football team. So now the Bills go in there, they dismantle the Chiefs, and now all of a sudden Buffalo is like they the head honcho, they the, they the head nigga in charge in the AFC. Well, that's and well, it's like, I, well, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I let you finish your point. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and I was gonna say I'm 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 not buying that just yet. Not not yet. Are are they one of the best teams in the AFC? Yes, they are. But I think you can't sneeze on what my team has done up to this point. You can't sneeze on the Chargers, who's in the division with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Cleveland, you know, I I know Cleveland had a bad. I don't want to say that's a bad loss for Cleveland in terms of them playing the Chargers on Sunday, but um, you, you, you kind of got to respect what Cleveland is, you know, can do um, this season. And then you look around the conference, um, there's some up and coming teams, Cincinnati um, in terms of their style of play looks good so far. I wouldn't necessarily call them a threat in the AFC, but through their five weeks, Cincinnati has looked, they've played better than what they had last year. But I'm not just going to put the Buffalo Bills head and shoulders, you know, above everybody else. And 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 for the Chiefs, I'm not counting the Chiefs out. I'm, I'm not stupid enough to do that. I mean, they got some injuries. You know, Edwards Tolaire is done for the year. Um, so they're going to have to figure that situation out. But they did get Josh Gordon um, off of, you know, being mm-hmm. suspended from the NFL. So they got another weapon there. Um, and they still got Tyreek Hill. They still got Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, and um, the kid Robinson and Pringle. Like the, the offense is still potent. You know what I'm saying? They just got to fix some things. You know, running game is an issue. Uh, offensive line at times has been an issue. The defense for the Chiefs is trash, like like straight trash. Um, but they've been trash. I know. I know. But. I think when you watch them this year, like through these five games, you watch them, like it's it's really really bad, bro. Chris Jones ain't been healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. And and Tyron Matthews got to be shaking his head, like yo, like how many more plays can I make to try to you know <laughs> help the team out, you know, help this defense going. So, um, I'm I'm not stupid enough to count the Chiefs out. Um, there's still what twelve weeks left in the year. Um, so they got time to, you know, get it together. Let's, let's remember they're playing the NFC East. Let's, let's remember that they're playing the NFC East. 
which they still got to play Dallas, which I think that'll be a, that'll be a great game whenever that, you know, game comes. Um, they still got to play the football team. They're going to beat the football team. You know what I'm saying? They got to play the Giants. They're going to thrash the Giants. And see, then they got to... I got I got to cut you off, up? bro. Cause, cause, I got to cut you off right here, cause cause cause, cause <laughs> now you now you making this a fat conversation, no homo, and and it's and this conversation ain't ain't that deep. The thing is, is that there are three teams that we are looking at that are Super Bowl contenders in the AFC: the Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and the Baltimore Ravens. Everybody else are just hopefuls. Is that is that a is that a fair assessment? Um. Hopefuls. Okay. Everybody else is just hopefuls, uh, but right I, now, I Super Bowl contention is between three teams. The Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. So, with that... Uh, okay. So, what's your, point? Like you what's, your, really, what's your point? My point is, is that we're not talking about can the Chiefs are the Chiefs in, in danger of not making the playoffs? We're not so me talk, so talking about their regular season. We're not concerned about the regular season. We know where the Chiefs are going to be at by the end of the year, and it's going to be sure. in contention for a Super Bowl. So sure. when we talk about the Chiefs being exposed, we're not talking about exposed to the fact where they might not make the playoffs. We're talking about exposed to the fact where they might not win the Super Bowl. And when we're talking about the two other teams that have uh, that are in contention that have played Kansas City, Buffalo, yeah. the Buffalo played Kansas City the best in comparison to Baltimore. So mm-hmm. the reason why Buffalo was getting all this praise this week and probably going to be number one in the rankings and all those types of things is because yep. they thrashed the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl uh, representative or the AFC representatives for the Super sure. Bowl last year. They thrashed sure. them. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Whereas if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens had thrashed the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, then we would then then I could understand your argument about why uh, Lamar Jackson ain't getting the credit, but. Um, I, I think Buffalo is getting that, that nod or Josh Allen is getting that nod over Lamar Jackson in this instance because of how Buffalo beat, uh, Kansas City in comparison to how, um, mm-hmm. Baltimore beat Kansas City. And by the way, Lamar, uh, Jackson, who played a hell of a game then and then played maybe his best game to date, <laughs> uh, Monday night. Um, yeah. it's going to, it's going to get his credit, but right now when you're talking about in beating the top teams and being a Super Bowl and representing the AFC, you gotta, you gotta give Buffalo their credit for thrashing last year's representative. So that, I think that's where that, and I, I think that praise this week is valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lamar Jackson, man, I'll let you, I'll let you wax poetic about Lamar, uh, Jackson. Um, cause, uh, let's be clear. I I never, and before I do that, and before I do that, um, I want to say to the chargers and I I understand that the chargers are not in that group of teams. I think you and I classified them as a sleeper team this season and they're four and one. They beat Kansas city also. Um, not in the way that, not right. Not in the way that, Buffalo did, but they did when the opportunity presented itself for the Chargers to beat them, they took advantage of that. You know, And by the way, this isn't the first time the Chargers beat the Chiefs. This isn't the first time that the Chargers as an organ 
I, I meaning with Patrick, but with Patrick, with Patrick Mahomes at at the helm, this isn't the first time that the Chargers beat the Chiefs. Well, they beat the Chiefs with Philip Rivers a couple of years ago, but with Justin Herbert at the helm, that was his first win against Patrick Mahomes. So he was Owen. So they. So, so he's Owen two. So he's Owen two. Just like uh, uh, yeah, Herbert Josh was. Allen. Yeah, Herbert was Owen. He was also, a, but he was also a rookie though. He was a rookie. We we, we praised him though. He, I mean, what he was doing his rookie year. He was, yeah, but 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 I, I, like I see where you're trying to go, but that's but that but then that's also but see that argument that you're trying to present is mm-hmm. like saying that Justin Herbert is even on Lamar Jackson's level. And we know that's not true. Yeah, uh, obviously, but I'm just talking about them against Kansas City in the way that you know they were able to and and the you know, and the, and the Justin City. Herbert. And also the Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert doesn't have that narrative of he can't beat Kansas City or Patrick Mahomes because he hasn't one, he hasn't been in the league long enough, and two, sure. he hasn't really proven himself to be of that ilk. So it's like we're talking you're talking about you're talking about like for you to compare the Ravens to the Chargers is like saying the Ravens are little niggas or saying the Chargers are big niggas. Mm-hmm. And we both we know both of those things aren't true. Ravens yeah. are big niggas in this league, and the Chargers are maybe mid tier, uh, maybe mid tier. Yeah, but I don't think I was comparing the two. I mean, I well, apologize you, if I was, but I don't think that's where I was trying to go with that. Right, I I'm just was, saying I, that you can't. The stakes are higher for Lamar Jackson than for Justin Herbert because the Baltimore Ravens are legit a Super Bowl contending team. The Chargers are not yet. Yeah, sure. No, I, I get that part. I think it was just more me just giving the Chargers, you know, their love because, you know, they started off, they're, they're four and one. See, and but one I hate when you do that, bro. Kansas City. Why? Why? That's what I mean. That's Why? what I mean. But that's what I mean by making the conversation fat. That's what I mean. Because if we were just talking about the Chargers, just giving them their props because they were four and one, that would be one thing. But yep. talking about the Chargers being four and one, where we're having a conversation about Buffalo and Baltimore, mm-hmm. is it's it's a it's a it's, it's because it, it it leaves the perception that we're putting char- the Chargers in the conversation with Buffalo and uh, and Baltimore, and they don't belong in that conversation. Now, if we were off talking about Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen uh, trying to dethrone uh, Patrick Mahomes, and then. Five minutes later, said, "Oh yeah, by the way, we need to give the Chargers their credit because they four and one, and Justin Herbert is playing hell of, playing good football." I'd be with you, but you can't say, in my opinion, it's a lot of teams in the AFC doing their thing. We got Baltimore, Buffalo, and then the Chargers. No, the Chargers ain't in this conversation because there's only three teams that we're really talking about that are the big wigs in the AFC. All right, so from now on, I'll just. Every week on the podcast, I'll just talk about those three teams, and then if you're talking you know, about the big niggas, yeah, yeah, I'm, if you're I'm talking just, about I, the big niggas, I, I just I won't even mention, I won't even talk about the AFC South. I won't talk about Chargers. I won't even. Nope. I, I I won't even. So I'm gonna. If you're I'm talking about sure, the big I'm, wigs, put the, write write I'm, it down. No, I want you to I'm, write this quote down specifically. I want I'm you to make sure. With, I'm gonna make sure that every week on my phone. I'm going to yeah. put, okay, I got to talk about the Ravens, which I do anyway, whether they, you know, good or not. Um, I got to talk about Buffalo. 
I got to talk about Kansas City, and um, I'm not I'm not going to talk about nothing else. Let's just talk. Let's but just talk. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, you got to add a note. Write this down with your notes. When we're talking about Super Bowl contention, those are the only three teams that need to be talked about. Okay, because I didn't even know we were talking about Super Bowl, like under the umbrella of Super Bowl contention. I thought we were well, you said teams, talking about the you Chiefs. Said, I, I thought we were talking about right. the Chiefs and stuff. You said there are other teams in the AFC making noise. So when you're talking about the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the creme de la creme. There's only two other teams competing, right. competing with the creme de la creme, and it's not the Chargers. Sure. I, I, I think I agree with everything you're saying here. I, I think you have a problem with me talking about other teams on the come up um, in this conference. When they're not really competing with the Chiefs, yes. That's all I'm saying. Okay. but the When Chargers, they're not competing with the Chiefs, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Chargers beat the Chiefs. That's not competing? Or that's just... Oh they, that's, I'm asking a question. My nigga, I'm asking a question, dog. <laughs> we could have easily just moved on, bro. We could have easily just moved on, but here we are. Now the podcast is about to be two hours. You welcome. The podcast been Bruh. two hours, my nigga. <laughs> Bruh, are you serious right now? So you're saying because they won in the regular season that they're competing with the Chiefs when we're talking about being the big wigs in the AFC? I think you have to. I mean, what you're just going you're just going to throw away the notion that the Chargers didn't beat Kansas City like that's that's I, a, I that's never a said big, that. That's the never big said that. win. That's a, but I'm saying that's a big win for the Chargers. That's a, that's a okay. big win for them. Let me phrase it to you this way, because maybe you're not getting it. Do the Chargers have a chance to beat the Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl? Be right honest. Now, don't give me the, right don't now, give me the bullshit. Paper. Don't give me the semantics. Don't give me the semantics. If, if, Are the Chargers going to win? That's what this podcast is. Like what? No, I Char- can't no. give you semantics? That's the problem. Because that's bullshit. If you say to me, if you say to me any faction of the Chargers can beat the Chiefs in an AFC championship, I'm going to say to you, you're full of shit. So go ahead and tell me you're full of shit. So that's like crazy to say that the Chargers could beat the Chiefs in the AFC title game. Like that's like yes, that's yes, crazy. yes. That's crazy to say. Yes, yes. I I don't think that's crazy to say. So you I don't, think I don't, I don't think I don't think that's crazy to say. Do I think it's gonna happen? No, I don't think it's gonna happen. But I don't okay. think that's I don't think that's insane. All right, Matt. You sound like Max Kellerman. You playing both sides, bro. You even how even am I, how am I even playing you, both sides? How, bruh, how am I playing both sides? You're playing both sides. You're saying you don't believe they're gonna win, but you saying but you you don't think they're gonna win, but they got a chance. They don't got a chance, yeah, bro. Yeah, they got yeah. They got a chance. Every team has a chance. What are you talking about? Right. They don't have a. They don't have a pending, chance. Pending injury, right? Pending injury, calls, those types of things. But but I'm not. I'm not even going that deep into it. They have a chance. They have a All chance. Right. I'm gonna just let. I'm gonna just let that ride. Yeah. Like, like, All right, man. Tell me about. Well, tell yeah, me Lamar about Lamar Jackson, Jackson man. man. Thank you, man. Uh, that's Lamar, uh, Lamar. Look, Lamar Jackson's the MVP right now. You know, we we talking about saying crazy stuff. I'm I'm gonna say this. That's not crazy. MVP. That's not crazy. That's not crazy to say. That's not crazy to say. Some people saying the Chargers got a chance to beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship is crazy to say. 
Okay, what? Come on, man. Why are you taking me back, I'm bro? Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> because you you just made a crazy what? statement and then backed it up saying, "I know this is crazy," but Lamar Jackson being the MVP because most people statement. think it is. Most, I mean, this is not a popular opinion. Who's this your is MVP? not a popular. This this is this is not a popular opinion. But it's not a crazy opinion. Some people are saying, okay, but whatever. It's 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 not a popular it's not a popular opinion. I've heard people say he's entered the MVP race, and even I had that opinion right after the game last night, and then I slipped on it, and I was like, you know what? This dude is the MVP of the league right now. After five games, yeah. He's number five in passing and number eight in rushing, dog. Yeah, but, but forget nigga, all that. This nigga, but, not, but, but, but forget all that. Forget all that. I the numbers it. and stuff. I, I don't care about that right now. Who, who else? Who else in the league right now is doing more with less right now? When you when you look at all the MVP candidates right now, I mean, we talked about Kyler Murray. Um, I don't think we mentioned Justin Herbert, but I know people got Justin Herbert in their MVP discussion, but those guys have their teams intact. Like there's not Yo, a, who got a significant... Justin Herbert in their MVP race? Oh bro, you you, you gotta check out the Twitter timeline, bro. Uh, like it's, it's, it's I don't it's, I don't want to. But it's but it's from to. but it's but it's it's from people that got stars against their name. That that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Um that that's all I'll say about that. And you mean checks by the name, that's stars. But the I don't checks, that's the checks. That's what I meant. But but yeah, people people got Herbert in there. I remember um someone had Stafford in the MVP conversation. Uh Tom Brady. You know, Tom and, Brady is and legitimate. that's legit. And that's legit. Yeah. The, the Tom Brady thing is legit, even though I don't like So nobody that, so but, you haven't heard Dak Prescott in the MVP race? Uh I've I've heard Dak in the MVP okay. race. Okay, all right, because yeah, that makes sense to me. I have, I have, okay, but, right, my, but, my, but my point is, my point is, is that which one of those quarterbacks is doing more with less? Like when you look at those other quarterbacks, I mean, and you mentioned Dak Prescott, I mean, he's got all his weapons there, you know, defense is playing, you know, better, got one of the best corners in the game in days right now. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. that? I about to say they're playing better. I wouldn't call them a good defense, but I mean, or a great defense. They're playing better for certain. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the best corners in the game they got on that unit sure. right now. Um, mm-hmm. You look at Kyler Murray. Um, they got all their guys intact. There's not a major injury, offense or defense that's impacting them. You know, negatively right now. Justin Her- Herbert, you know, got their guys back. Um, the Ravens have 13 guys on injured reserve. I'm just going to point out the obvious, the three running backs, you know, right before the season started. Uh, Marcus Peters, you know, gone for the season. Like, and, and, and we've been feeling the effects of that, you know, in the first few weeks of the season. My defense is some trash right now. Like, we can't even get to the basics of tackling, like, even you go back to the Denver game last week, we couldn't tackle dudes. So Lamar Jackson is literally putting this team on his back. I mean, last night that defense was that defense was trash. Last night we won that game. In, a, in addition to Lamar Jackson doing what he did in the fourth quarter, 
Um, we won that game because the Colts missed that the nigga kick. missed the kick. He missed the kick. Um, and there was something else. Like I, I can't remember the other play. Uh, block oh, and punt. Block punt. Mm-hmm. Block. I'm sorry. Block field goal. Block field goal. Yeah. Missed missed the kick. Those those and two mi- and, a, and an extra point that was missed earlier in the game by yes. by that kick. Yes. Yeah. It, it, exactly. Exactly. So it wasn't like my defense made plays, you know, to get off the field. Like, those last few drives that the Colts had on offense, they was working us, bro. And, you know, without those, like, special teams plays, without those, we, you know, we, we don't you get lose. that win. We don't yeah. get that win. Lamar Jackson doesn't get the coverage he's getting right now. Like, right. if he, he, is, he is carrying his football team on, on his back right now. Like, he's doing more with less than any quarterback – that's in the top three, four for MVP right now. He's he's doing more with less, and I don't even think it's close. Okay, I don't disagree. You, ain't, I, you know, I, I don't disagree. I will say this: um, just to throw some dirt, just to throw some dirt, he ain't really start cooking until the secondary only had three cornerbacks. I will throw that dirt in there, but you you but you do but you do what you do you do, you got to do what you do with what's available and um he's still having the fumbles he's still having the fumbles right yeah at the goal line yep yep yeah, and he's so, still having the fumbles uh, and, and then you know i guess his knee was down i guess so they didn't call that that uh that one word so the second uh, one the second one yeah it was the second the one that uh, they i'm talking about the one they ran back i'm talking about the one they ran back Oh, you're talking about the Colts player with the knee. Yeah. Oh, th- no. that was the lateral. It was. It wasn't the, the knee lateral. Down. It was the lateral. Oh, it was the lateral. That wasn't. Oh, it was the lateral okay. that wasn't. Okay. Which that which wasn't is crazy. Okay. Which is crazy because when you watch that replay, like it didn't look like a forward pass. It didn't look like a forward pass to me. It definitely. But I, but I think yeah. what um but my man at work was explaining this to me. He said that it's it was a forward pass because. When the guy lateraled it, and he agreed it was a lateral, the guy didn't have complete possession of it because he bobbled it when he caught it, which means he didn't have control. Sure, Once he had but, control, that's but that I mean, that's what he okay. explained to me. Okay. I, I didn't know. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Sure. If that's the rule, that. then that's the rule. Yeah, I, 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 but, man. but either way, they did score on that drive. Nonetheless, right. it wasn't like... We caught a break on that. They they went. Yeah, down but that's a momentum. But, but that's a momentum thing, though. But that is a momentum sure. thing. But sure, that is sure. a momentum thing. No, um, no question yeah. about it. But but this ain't about the Colts. I let you have. I let you have that when I see you. Can, I, can your... I say one more thing? I want to. I, I want to put this out there too. Yeah. Our our our, our brother Taz, who's a, a big time Colts fan. Ten thirty seven last night, he texted me. He says, "You're good, bro." This is when we were down twenty two to three. Mm-hmm. This was right yeah. after the fumble at the goal line. And I said, "You know what? I'm gonna just I'm, I'm gonna let him have that one. I need a response to him. I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. let him have that one." And then later on that night, you know, we make the comeback. We get the win in overtime. And I was I, sick, bro. I, I was I, sick. I, I text him back and I said, "Hey." I said, "Are you good, bro?" This was like eleven thirty-six at night, and I was sick, he, bro. I was sick, bro. Once I seen Calais Campbell block that field goal, though, I knew it was over. 
And Tavon Young got bailed out. Cause yeah, but that that, that but, was a boneheaded that was a boneheaded play. Yeah, but but there you go once again that that field goal kicking like that's sick. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, niggas I, was I, niggas I was, was saying he had a hip issue or something. Yeah, but I was sick, bro. I I really want to try to lose that game. Obviously, I was sick. I was I'm sick. Sure you were, brother. I'm, I'm yeah, sure I was sick. Was. I was sick. I stayed up. I stayed up. Like, all right, bet I'm about to watch them take this L, and yeah. Sick. Um, nah, nah. No cornerback. <laughs> no cornerbacks in the in the secondary. But um uh yeah, so but but in all seriousness, uh yeah, I, I, I think this is Lamar Jackson. This was his statement game. Uh, I don't know what his statement game was before this one, but for me, um Jeez. this is his Okay. You think that was his best game before this game? No, 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 no. Well, you said statement game. I, I okay, I'm sorry. Statement be... game as best game. What but do you no, think the, Lamar the, Jackson's the, best game? The best, his best game? Career game. Pro- probably uh, career game. See, I think about Cleveland last year. I, I, I think about that game on Monday Night Football last year. Mm. You know, I don't remember okay. the numbers per se, but I remember the moment. And maybe that's different yeah, from it being his best game. Sure, sure. I'm gonna say this is his best, the best game he's ever played as a uh, in his career. Um, just my opinion. Um, but I, I don't. Oh, that's his best that. game against the Colts. That's his best game, career. His best career his game best he's game ever. Career. In my opinion, yeah. In my opinion, um, in, against the Colts, yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But shout out to him. Uh, whatever. Fuck him. Uh, the Steelers play. The Steelers beat the uh, Denver Broncos. You had to get that in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Uh, the Steelers. The Steelers play the Broncos. They win. Uh, I want to say was it twenty five seventeen? I want to say. Um, mm, I don't know. And uh, look, man, I we needed to win. <laughs> we needed to win. Um, yeah. This was uh, the most complete game we played as a team offensively. So it's good to see that Najee Harris had 146 yards from scrimmage. Uh, 120 of those were actually rushing yards and not receiving yards. So that's always uh, that's always a good sign to see as we're trying to prog- uh, progress the running game alone in the season. Uh, your boy threw 25 attempts. That's right where I want to keep him. Uh, just boy. enough to make a couple of plays and just enough to not fuck it up. Um, for his arm to get tired and whatever things that he does as an old man. So 25 throws, it's almost like he was back in 2004. Like, don't throw no more than 25 throws, dog. Stay right there. Let the running game and the defense do what they do. Uh, shout out to James Pierre. Uh, Juju Smith is, Smith-Schuster is out for the year. Um, for the Steelers fans who are concerned, uh, I would tell you, don't be concerned. Look at this as a great opportunity for Chase Claypool because he's going to be getting more slot uh, slot opportunities, and I think he's going to dominate in the slot. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and we get Seattle at home Sunday night with no Russell Wilson. So, uh, Steelers fans, if there was ever a time to be optimistic, it's right now on our way, hopefully, to 500. So, I'm going I'm to I'm sound like a hater right here. Did, sure, did anybody did anybody have the Broncos winning this game? Like I'm I'm, I'm curious. Like did um I think that would be a well let's 
I'll say this: we were they were underdogs by one point, only one point. So Just one it's not point. like yeah, they mm. were underdogs by only one point. So it's not like um, it's not like Denver or it's not like Pittsburgh. Look, man, Pittsburgh has been absolute shit in the first quarter of the season. So yeah, I mean, I the only thing so so the that. only thing you could the only thing. The only thing that Pittsburgh, I feel like, was really holding on to as far as hope is winning this game, if you thought Steelers were going to win this game, was pedigree. Like, the opportunity of a team being together under Mike Coach Tomlin and he knowing what to do in these types of situations, and, and that really hasn't amounted to a whole lot. Like, But this is the worst quarterback we've played all year. Um, no no shade to Teddy Bridgewater. But, I was going to say, know, yeah. He's he's been he's playing solid this year, but I'll I'll say in re, in response to that though, I think the type of quarterback that he is, he's not a guy that is going to consistently kill you with his legs. Like Teddy Bridgewater, I think at this stage of his career is more of a pocket passer than he is a guy that's just going to you know kill you with his legs. Whoa, so I no, think no. I think that fav I think that favored you guys in this game that. He was he was just gonna stand in the pocket and he's gonna hit the open guy. Well, I, I think I don't think that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing is is that he isn't the most prolific court. He's the worst. I mean, and and let I mean, we just got to break down the quarterbacks we've played. We've played Josh Allen. We've played Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. We played Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Josh and, Allen is Josh and Allen. And Joe Burrow. And right? Joe, I'm sorry, and Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, and Joe Burrow. But all these guys not only have uh, running capability, but they're accurate passers for the most part. Um, yep. So Teddy Bridgewater was the least accurate of those five, um, and he did. And he, like, like I said, he's the worst quarterback we've played all year. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, but with that being said, it's not like. You know, Javante Williams is a beast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and and with and if you had to sum up who was having a better year going into it, going into this game, the obvious answer is the Denver Broncos was having a better year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can't really, you know, I can't really speak to your. Uh, I can't, you know. Yeah, I, I don't people. know. For me, it was just. You know, because I, I think that I think your, I think your, I think your, your, uh, the conclusion you came to is drawn from Pittsburgh. You respecting Pittsburgh as a football team, and not necessarily who's been playing better, because it's clear who's been playing better. Sure, no question. The Broncos have played better football, but I just thought that in that spot at home against that team, I for some reason. For me, it was hands down. The Steelers were going to win the football game. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, maybe because I haven't heard a lot of people talk, you know, preview these games over the week. But I just got the sense that, oh, Pittsburgh's home. Um, the matchup is favorable in terms of who they're going against. Um, this is This is their game to win. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely didn't see it like that because, like I said, um, if we don't get a pass rush, and if we don't get this running game going, we're gonna be we're not gonna be a good team. And uh, we got the running game going. The pass rush wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. Uh, it wasn't up to the level I'm used to, but it wasn't bad. How many um, sacks y'all got? 
Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly how many sacks we got, but, uh, but you know, we weren't terrible. We weren't great. Uh, you know, we just fought. We just won the game. We did what we had to do to win the game. And um, I'm excited that the run. We got the running game going. Hopefully, it's it. Hopefully, it's not because we played a bad rushing team. Who even yeah. though statistically they were rated really really good. Um, hopefully it wasn't because we played a bad rushing team, um, rushing defense. I'm sorry. Um, they, hopefully it's because we're starting to gel a little bit. Yeah. So next week, my Ravens got the Chargers coming up, coming to town, uh, four and one versus four and one. And, uh, man, the defense is going to be like, they're going to have a, you know, work cut out for them because, the Chargers, you know, that offense is, you know, that it can be, uh, I would, that I wouldn't classify them as a potent offense, but they can light it up. Like they, you know, that, that dude's got an arm on them. No, and they're the a potent way offense. We, they score 47. They just score 47. I guess yeah, but what, they, what, but what they, what they averaging though. Um, I don't know, but I mean, I, but I still think that, we know Justin Herbert puts up numbers. We we know that. Sure. I mean, he puts up the yards and all that stuff. I I just don't know what their like points per game is right now. But sure, I would not. say I would say that the way my defense has been playing uh lately, um, they 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 gonna have to show up that tackling because um, you know, for like the second second week straight, third game overall this season. They've just had some terrible moments where they're just lacking tackling skills at this point. So uh, it's going to be a tough road, but, man, I think we can pull this one out. Uh, you know, it's going to be at the crib. So uh, definitely looking forward yeah. to that game. That that should be, I mean, to me, that's probably the game of the early, you know, one o'clock window of all the games that's going on around that time. And then, you got the Seahawks, right? With Geno Smith at quarterback. Yep. Um, like I said, uh, get the running game going. Pass rush will will be fine. Um, yeah. I, I want to. I, I quickly. I, I just want to um, shout out Geno Smith um, coming in relief for Russell um, against the Rams. Uh, it was the Rams, right? I don't remember who they played, but yeah, um, he came in relief. That first drive, that was a really great drive he put together, um, scored the touchdown. And then the second drive, which, you know, he threw the interception, wasn't his fault. Lockett slipped, and, you know, had he not slipped, that would have been a, a completion there. Um, overall, I thought Geno, you know, came in, did what he had to do, uh, looked sharp. Um, but it's one thing when you come in relief. Um, you know, niggas don't have a lot of, you know, tape on you and they're not prepared for you. Um, this time around, Gino, niggas is going to be prepared for you. So shout out to Gino Smith, man. Interested to see, you know, how he plays Sunday night. Um, get well, Saquon Barkley. I hate that we got to keep having this conversation, but get well, Saquon Barkley. Is he out for the year now? I don't know, but he's injured and it don't look good. Yeah, I saw the injury. Uh, the ankle swelled up, like pretty yeah, bad I, too. I don't want to keep straight. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we kind of running on time, but get well soon. Did you watch the fight? 
Uh, of course I did. Now I will admit I was having a little situation. I was having a little situation at the crib. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't end in my. It didn't end well in my favor. But I did uh, see. You know what I needed to see. Uh, in short, Deontay Wilder is the exact same boxer, and and I would love to like really get into my deep dive on it, but um, I don't want to. <laughs> um, but I will say this. Uh, you know, I, and obviously for those who didn't see the fight, Tyson Fury, uh, knocked out Deontay Wilder in the 11th. Um, it was a good fight. Um, it was a good fight. Deontay Wilder did land some blows. He knocked him down, uh, I think two or three times. And, uh, two times, um, in the same round, in the same round. Um, Mm -hmm. so he was going for it. He was going for the kill. And, you know, pretty much when Tyson Fury got up, he got tired. Deontay got tired and he just boxed and he just boxed him, boxed him down. Um, yeah. I'll say this and I'll try to make it as short as I, I'll leave my, I, I hope that this doesn't draw a whole bunch of reaction from you. Um, the Deontay Wilder. No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to. I am. I am. Yes. The Deontay Wilder hype is officially You trying to silence me, my nigga? I am. Huh? I am. I am trying to silence you. Yes. Yo, that, nah, man. I'm, I'm black. I'm a Deontay, black man, man. I don't like being the silenced, Deontay, Deontay, the Deontay Wilder hype is officially dead for me. I wish him the best, you know, and all those things. But, you know, m- my dreams of him being the, the next big, you know, champ and, the, you know, the one of those, you know, up there with the, you know, with the elites, that conversation is over for me. I- I'm done. I don't think so, he's gonna learn to box. I don't think he wants to learn how to box. Um, there are reports that Mayweather offered to train him, and he mm-hmm. declined. So I watched the second half of the fight, and I saw the knockout in the eleventh. Um, he is still the same guy. I thought he would, you know, improve on his boxing skill, but obviously, we saw what happened. Um, people talking about a part four, um, from what I've heard, the doesn't Please need to don't. be a part four. They're, they're, Please they're, don't. There really doesn't need to be a part four for this. Please don't. Um, I'm, I'm I mean, let's be and, and and let's be clear. The only reason I wanted to see part three is because you know you got to finish the you know it's a trinity. You know what I'm saying? You, you it's a trilogy. You got to have a trilogy. Of course. And, of course. You know, and we haven't had a good trilogy heavyweight heavyweight class in a brick. So I wanted that. But mm-hmm. um, let's be clear for those. Tyson Fury whooped Deontay Wilder's ass three times. Let's be very clear about that. I know the first one was a draw. He got his ass whooped three times. Um, this, 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 this is dead. This is dead. As long as Tyson Fury is in the game, um, 